If you're on a pizza joint, or maybe several pizza joints, you order a ton of cheese. Why not get a little something in return? Baccio Cheese has a Gold Club Rewards program that literally gives you cash back for every pound of cheese you buy. No tricks or gimmicks. They send you a Visa card loaded with cash every month so you can buy whatever you want. Dinner for your family, maybe a gift for an employee. No strings attached. The more cheese you buy, the higher the rate of reimbursement. There's gold, platinum, and for you heavy-duty cheese users, there's the diamond level. Here's another bonus. Gold Club members get funds twice a year to use in Baccio's marketing store to use for things like custom printing menus and pizza box stickers, things you'll actually use, plus marketing support for social media and websites. New members also get a cool handcrafted pizza peel. Now that's practical, and right there tells you they understand your business. Baccio cheese is available exclusively through the PFG Reinhardt Foods Network. See which rewards tier you qualify for by visiting bacciocheese.com slash pizzacityusa and enroll today. Chicago style pizza is a thin crispy crust and I will argue that to my death. A legendary Chicago pizzeria closing in on 80 years in business, still being run by the same family now into its fourth generation. Michelle Robinson grew up on the South Side eating the small square-cut pizza as a reward for good grades. After she became Michelle Obama, her entire family got to try this Chicago thin pizza when they were living in Hyde Park near the University of Chicago. The story of Italian Fiesta Pizzeria straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. And welcome to the show again, everybody. Great to have you along with us. Uh, We are back. We're getting into the winter here in Chicago. It is certainly cold, but lots of time for pizza. Um, Definitely the orders are up. I just talked to a pizzeria um, they said their, their business is up 50% um, from a year ago, which is just, you know, it's great to hear those kinds of stories during the pandemic. Um, but they're really, they're really killing it right now. And we just keep seeing more places open. Uh, I turned in my book uh, about two weeks ago, and it's coming out in September. Uh, the working, well, the title, I'll tell you guys, because you, you deserve to hear this first. The Ultimate Chicago Pizza Guide. A History of Squares and Slices in the Windy City. So Northwestern University Press coming out in September. Very excited to share that news with all of you. Hopefully we'll be back to semi-normal and we can have a pizza party. Um, In today's show, we go to the south side of the city. I don't just mean south. I mean really pretty far south, south of the University of Chicago, south of Hyde Park. Uh, The neighborhood is called South Shore. And it's really gone through many changes over the years. It used to be very Jewish. Um, then it was Italian, 
um, now mostly African-American uh, as a result of the Great Migration. Uh, a lot of African-Americans settled in Bronzeville, just north of there, but South Shore certainly. Also because it's really close to the lake. It's beautiful. There's the South Shore Country Club over there. As I said, the University of Chicago is over there. Uh, the Columbian Exposition of 1893 had its World Fair in that neighborhood. Uh, so really a beautiful part of the city that doesn't get a ton of press because it is a, a good 25 minutes at least from downtown. And so talking to Patty Tubbs, who grew up on the South Side her whole life, uh, asked her about Deep Dish because obviously she gets asked about Deep Dish when she tells people from out of town that she owns a pizzeria. And she told me she had never had Deep Dish until she was in her 20s. Think about that for a second. Grew up in Chicago, didn't have Deep Dish until she was in her 20s. So what does that say about our most popular style of pizza? It's something I've been railing on for several years, uh, Chicago Thin, tavern style, that is what Chicago should be known for. That is our oldest and longest and most prestigious style of pizza in terms of consumption overall. But Deep Dish always steals the thunder. Anyway, uh, even though she grew up in the business, I had to ask her the same question I ask all of our guests, which is, what was your earliest pizza memory? Well, being as I grew up eating pizza probably from the time I could chew, um, I just, I remember um, when we had the original store on 71st and I was sitting in a booth and I was looking for my, I was looking around for my dad and he was in the front window tossing pizzas. So this, this pizza is essentially your first memory probably as a kid, your food, any kind of food? Any, yes, any kind of food. And was it so again being south side chicago was it a tavern style square cut thin and crispy pizza yes it was yep my grandfather uh started the company and we've used his recipe ever since all right so let's talk about your grandfather his name was philip di carlo and he came here from italy what part of italy uh sicily you know, a lot of the italian immigrants came in the little italy areas near downtown uh, UIC campus went in there. They expanded uh, Eisenhower Expressway, but you're close to downtown. So I'm surprised to hear Italian immigrants coming to Chicago and settling this far south. My whole family lived on the south side because they started in 44. Interesting. So 44, that's right around the time another place called Home Run Inn, you've probably heard of, yes. was getting going. 47, I think they started as a pizzeria. So there was this sort of early... 1940s, sort of post-war, you know, even Pompeii started doing pizza after World War II in Chicago. When they were doing pizzas back in the 40s, I can't imagine tavern style was something that, you know, he had seen when he was younger, when he came over to America. Was he all of a sudden adopting this Chicago tavern style square cut pizza? I assume so. Um, like I said, I don't have a lot of memory. He died when I was very young. So all I know is whatever he started, my dad, my dad and my grandmother took over. And there was no tavern connected to any of these businesses, right? Because typically that's how it started. But this was just purely a pizzeria. Purely a pizzeria. The community, what was it like? Was it mostly Italian then? Changed to African-American after the Great Migration? Um, no, I think it was pretty mixed in South Shore at that point. I think there was a big Jewish there was. In South Shore. Yeah, well, absolutely. My parents from Minnesota would tell me in the 50s they would come to Chicago and visit people they knew on the south side near University of Chicago, sort of near South Shore. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of Jewish as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yep, that's I remember that. Yes. Would anybody in the area wanting a, a traditional wedge cut like on the East Coast, or was this something that everywhere you knew in your neighborhood growing up, everybody just thought of pizza as square cut? I believe everybody. Yeah, I I've never known any other kind while I was growing up except for square cut. So what do you think when people from out of town do stories, write about Chicago pizza, talk about the deep dish and the mm -hmm. stuffed? What does that What does it make you feel like? Uh, it makes me feel like telling them that no, the Chicago style pizza is a thin, crispy crust. It's so interesting, isn't it? Like you ever wonder, like how the hell did that happen? Yeah, I. I often wonder. I grew up on this and that's all I ever knew. I never even knew about a deep dish or a thick crust pizza. You remember the first time you had one? I was probably in my 20s. So you're the third generation now running the business? I am the third generation, yes, and we're on to actually our fifth generation. Fifth? Yes. My uh, son and my nephew are the fourth generation and my great nephew just started working at one of our locations, so he's the fifth generation. There was a certain resident of Hyde Park who was a teacher there and went on to become a senator and then finally become president of the United States. Uh, about two miles north of where we're sitting right now, I think where, where their house was, the Obamas were, were, were customers, yeah? Yes. Um, the My sister actually ran into them uh, before he was elected. She talked to them, and Michelle told her Oh my gosh, Italian Fiesta, I grew up on it. Um, went, that was our reward for when we got good grades. So she, they knew all about Italian Fiesta. Also, she was coming here as a kid uh, long before they were married. Absolutely. She lived in this area, yes. A lot of times uh, businesses in Hyde Park will say, oh, we were the, you know, the favorite cafeteria of the Obamas or something, and they get, they get a business bump. But were you guys just sort of business as usual, or did, did that become a thing that the, you know, the Obamas were fans of your pizza? Um, I would say it definitely helped us. It probably helped us out. The location that it helped us out the most in, we had just opened a location in New Lenox. That really kind of put us on the map in that, at that store. Interesting expansion plans. You got four locations. Actually, we have five locations, three in the city and one in Dalton, one in New Lenox. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to keep talking with Patty Tubbs um, about the history of Italian Fiesta Pizzeria here on the south side of Chicago. We're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks, so stay with us. Welcome back to the show. We are talking with Patty Tubbs today, the president, owner of Italian Fiesta Pizzeria here on the south side of Chicago. We're in the South Shore neighborhood on 71st Street, and now we've moved over to this the dough room. Yeah, this is our prep area in here. And I, we're, I believe that this prep area room, that was the original store. That, that was the only storefront that we had. And then as businesses moved out, my father bought the storefronts. And that's how we got to how big we are here. We're looking at a giant Hobart stand mixer. Yep. This is a relic. Yep, yep, we've had that for a long time. Got a lot of work done on it, but that's what makes us our dough. Can you tell me about the dough at all, the flour or what goes in? Is it just flour, yeast, salt, sugar? Um, yeah, it's all of those things with some milk, but we do have a secret ingredient that I cannot share with you. Okay, okay. Uh, what's going on over here? Are they proofing the dough? They're letting it rest overnight? Yep, they mix it up here and then they let it rise. And then this is the dough rolling machine. 
It rolls out the balls and then they put them on here. Oh, so it's all done by machine. Interesting, okay. Yes. So how long have they proofed before you put them in the balls? We were like 30, 35 minutes. So it's a quick rise. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then they're in the balls and then how long do they stay as balls? Until you make them as uh, pizzas. Okay. They roll, until they roll them out as pizza dough. Do you put them through a sheeter? Yes, that's in another section. So from mixing the dough to going into the oven could be an hour? Oh, it could be a day. They make all the dough here for all the locations. And then we have a refrigerator truck that takes all the, all the food to those locations so that it's all the same. I'm looking at a wall, literally a wall of flour yes. uh, from Minnesota. Yes. Yep, we deal with uh, Tardella flour. We've dealt with them since my dad was around, so a long time. There's a lot of pork over here as well. Is that going to be used to make sausage? Yes, it is. We make everything fresh every day. So that's a real point of pride for a lot of pizza places. You know, some places they get too big, like Aurelio's is a well-known name in Chicago on the south side you've probably heard of. You know, they've gotten so many locations, you've got to outsource the sausage. We've only got five locations, so you can still make all the sausage in-house. What's the important part about, about that, that it's not encased sausage, uh, but it's actually just raw with fennel, yeah? Yes, fennel and uh, the spices that my grandfather came up with. And, um, Can you share that? No. <laughs> okay. Fair, fair enough. It's your business. Um, but, but fennel for sure with fennel raw sausage. for sure, yes. Yes. Absolutely sausage is the most popular. I want to ask you about a south side, I don't know if it's an urban legend or not, but my understanding from what I've eaten on the south side is that there's a lot of, or a fair amount of sugar in the sauce. At places like Triano's and Arenello's. Uh, yes, a lot. there are places that um, put sugar in their sauce. We are not one of them. Uh, ours is more a savory sauce than a sweet sauce. Okay, well, a lot of bacon here. What's going on here? Uh, a lot of people like bacon on their pizza now. It's a big seller. It's so Chicago. I love there's just like no fear. It's like embrace the pork on, yes. a, on a pizza. Absolutely. What about Jardinier on a pizza? Opinion about that? Uh, yeah, I I happen to like it. Um, Me too. It's a little spicy, but... You get mild. I, yeah, I like some uh, little spice on my pizza. Does that become a request from people that want Jardinier on the pizza before it's baked? Yes. Yep, absolutely. That is a very, also very unique Chicago thing, right? I would say so. I've never heard of it before, so... What about cheese? Low moisture mozzarella? Cheese? Um, we pride ourselves on our cheese. We use 100% uh, whole milk mozzarella cheese. Shredded? Yeah, we shredded ourselves. And then do you build the pizzas typically sauce and then cheese and then topping? No, no. Sauce, topping, cheese. Cheese goes on top of everything. I like to see, you typically pinch and press the sausage on the pie raw. When it bakes, the fat renders into the pie a little bit, which is really nice. But if it's covered in blanketed cheese, does it still render off enough fat and does it get the sort of the crispy edges to it? Yes, because of our dough. Our dough is a, just a, it comes out like crispy. One thing my father told me before he passed away was, don't change anything. If it isn't broke, don't fix it. And that's what we've done 
he passed away in 1993. I started working with him in uh, the early 80s, and I really loved it, and so he kept me on, and when he passed away, he put me in charge. I remember imagine you'd been doing this for 40, almost 40 years. No, I can't be that old. <laughs> How many pizzas are you guys producing on a, on a busy day? Uh, we can make, um, on a Friday night, over a thousand. Moved over to the area where they're going to build a pizza now, and you've got the, the dough balls here and the speed rack. You've got the dough sheeter. I love these peels, by the way. These are yeah. beautiful rectangular peels. They've got to be about three feet long. Yep, and we have lots of them. A couple times through the sheeter, he's going to do a little hand stretch, and then he's going to oh, a little breadcrumb first. Yep, so it doesn't stick to the bottom. Okay, not coarse cornmeal, which I've seen other places. Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, Pat's. It's been around for 70 years. They also do breadcrumbs. That's well, an old actually, Chicago. Actually, we used to get the long Vienna breads, and then they would cut off the ends for sandwich. They would cut off the ends and then make sam sandwich bread, and they would take the ends and put them in a container and dry them out, and that would be our breadcrumbs. The next thing is the sauce, very dark red, with I can see some dried, must be oregano in there, some kind of herbs, mm -hmm. but super, super thin. Oh, that dough is really thin as well. Yep. Now, it leaves a little bit of room on the end. Some places I see they'll go sauce all the way to the edge, but no, you're leaving a little bit of edge here. I, yes, I, I like my crust around the pizza, right, Sam? And I don't get, I'm not happy if they give me a pizza that doesn't have my crust. But like grandfather said, don't change anything. So this has been the same for 60 years. That's correct. Okay, so here comes, oh, look at this is gorgeous. Just a tub of raw sausage, lots of fat. You can see some, maybe there's some black pepper and fennel in there. And now he is pinching and pressing, yes? Yes, yep. He got some, uh, he put some of the sauce on his gloves to get them moist and to help him get that sausage off of there. My father uh, always said that you should be able to taste every ingredient that you have on the pizza in every bite. Okay, and so these are generally, these are probably a little smaller than a golf ball. Uh, he's pinching it off with one, he's got, he's holding it in his left hand, pinching it with his right hand, and then pressing it onto the pie, onto the sauce directly. All right, Sam's back with the jardinero. Oh, this is a nice looking jardinero. It's mostly celery, uh, peppers. Oh, there's olives too. Yeah, there's not a lot of carrots or cauliflower no. in this one, is there? No. Nope. There's a little bit of pimento or red pepper too. Yep. Okay, so this is the shredded mozz. Wow. And they shred it. They shred it here. They shred it here. It comes in blocks. And why, and is it, a, why is it important to do that? So it's fresh. We want everything to be fresh. Well, that is a serious mound of cheese going on this pizza. Yes, it is. Yep, you, but you can't put too much because it'll run into the oven. So he knows just how much to put on that pizza. He's gonna top it with uh, some oregano. Okay, a little handful of dried oregano now. All right, so we're gonna see this get launched now into this steel deck so it's interesting you know with a stone deck stone is porous it pulls moisture away you get a crispier bottom but you find the steel d deck does just the same trick absolutely all right there it goes we've tried different decks and different ovens but we keep going back to the blodgett steel onion steel bottoms all right sam how long is this going to bake 15 minutes 15 minutes okay Patty, you said you go through on a busy night about a thousand pizzas. Now you make other things here besides pizza. I, I almost uh, 
bit my tongue when you said how many how much cheese you go through how much cheese do you typically go through now uh, right now we're averaging about 45 to 50 thousand pounds a month I can't even imagine what that looks like like from a back of a semi truck every every like every week you're getting a delivery uh, we get deliveries almost daily. Beautiful, beautiful. The edges are naked. Um, so you gotta have that crust so you can hold on to that 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 end, the ends. But, but of course, when you cut it, you know, you get the middle pieces have no. Yeah, end. I'm not a middle person. I'm not a middle piece person. I always eat the crust. Now you were telling me you also like it a little bit well done. I've yep. heard this well done request on the yep. south side of places mm -hmm. like Phil's or Villanova and Stickney. You're mm -hmm. supposed to ask for it well done. And in my first book, I said, you know what? I'm not ordering a piece of beef. I want this pizza done right every time. Shouldn't it just be baked to the proper temperature, proper finishing every time? I agree with you, but I like my cheese a little brown. Um, in fact, this wouldn't even be considered well done. Right, the middle is a little light. Yes. Now, most Chicago joints have a big, giant mezzaluna or like a saw blade. You just got traditional pizza rollers. Pizza cutter, you want me to cut to this pizza? Sure. They're supposed to cut one down the middle and then they would make a cut here and then a cut here. Turn it. And then just do this. Very interesting technique. You kind of start on the edges and then you finish it in the middle. Right. Because if you go all the way across, you might drag the ingredients. So you cut halfway and then cut this way halfway and you don't drag the ingredients back and forth. You meet in the middle, that's great. That's right. Now the sausage is definitely baked underneath, but it's, it's, it's under that blanket of mozzarella. So it is different from some other pizzas where if you place it on top of the cheese, you would get more crispy edges to the sausage itself. This sausage is gonna be, well, I, should, I guess I should taste it. Yes, you should taste it. Lowering my mask, taking an edge piece with sausage. Looking at the undercarriage, it is evenly browned. There's a nice even browning. You know, that steel deck does a nice job. Um, a nice little bit of grease just came off from the jardinera. It's hot. Oh man, sausage is so delicious. It doesn't need to be crispy or baked on the edge at all. It's totally baked underneath the cheese. And it's, this is a fantastic pizza. I love the crusty handle. I agree, and my favorite four pieces are the four corners. <laughs> That's a very specific request. I'm telling those are the pieces I go for every time I get a pizza. And I call them corners, but they're, you know, not really a corner corner, but those are my pieces. Everybody knows it. As a lifelong Chicagoan, product, proud product of the South Side, you tell the rest of the world when you say Chicago pizza, this is what you're talking about. Chicago-style pizza is a thin, crispy crust, and I will argue that to my death. I love hearing that. Patty Tubbs, tell me, the last question I have for you is, you know, we always ask people on the this, on this show, knowing what you know now about pizza, which is a, a lifetime of pizza knowledge, what would you have told your younger self, maybe before you decided in the 80s to kind of take this on as a business? What advice would you have given your younger self about being in the pizza business? I would probably... Uh, have learned how to actually make a pizza. 
because they will not allow me on the making table. So um, I, I think I, there's a lot of things that I know, but I do not know how to make a pizza. So maybe apprentice somewhere and just learn the craft first. Yeah, I think I'm past that, and I'm passing that on to the next generation. I'll tell you, coming up, you're approaching 80 years in business, which is no small feat. Uh, the business, again, is the Italian Fiesta Pizzeria. Five locations uh, here at the Mothership in South Shore on 71st and Euclid. Patty Tubbs, thanks so much, and congratulations on so many years of success. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Okay, coming up in two weeks, a trip to Music City for some focaccia pizzas that are simultaneously chewy and crispy and only available a couple of days a week. Our pizza at St. Vito looks big and hunky and heavy, but when you actually get to eat it, it's extremely light and airy, but also crispy at the same time. So that's our goal is to, to be very crispy, but very light at the same time. The owner of St. Vito Focacceria in Nashville tells me about his latest obsession. That's in two weeks on February 5th. And if you do know of any great pizza places between Chicago, say, and the Panhandle, not Tampa, St. Pete, not South Beach, but the Panhandle, um, I'd love to know about them because I'm going to be driving down through the middle of the country, uh, Tennessee, mostly through Alabama. But if you know of a great pizza place, hit me up, let me know. Um, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please tell a friend, rate us, uh, let us know what you like or dislike about the show. Um, send us a message at Pizza City USA on Instagram or on our website, pizzacityusa.com. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song. And just to remind everybody, stay safe. I know the vaccines are out there, but still uh, wear the mask, keep social distancing, and please keep ordering pizzas. Keep your favorites afloat because if you don't now, they may not be there when we get on the other side of this thing. So keep supporting your pizzerias. Thanks for listening, everybody. And here is wishing you an optimal bite ratio, always. Always.